Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Auburn fans and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn track and field and cross-country news and discussion. Brought to you by the Auburn Baptist Campus Ministries and the Auburn Uniform Database. So I'm here tonight to talk about the best event so far in outdoor track of the year. I'm here with Kyle, my co-host and husband. So Kyle, you ready to talk about the pin relays? Woo, pin relays. Get pumped, everybody. (laughs) No, seriously, I mean, I actually was a little excited to hear about the results from this because Doing this show with you and listening to you do the show for the last, was it two years now? Three two years. years. Two years. You've gotten excited for the pin ra- relays each year. So it's nice to see a little bit of excitement for track and field and something that's really, really big, not just on a college stage or a southeastern stage, but a national stage. Absolutely. So the pin relays, they are big for high school students as well. Obviously, I never got to compete there. I didn't see any high school athletes, but... Going back through YouTube and watching all these high school athletes compete this year, it's been really neat. So I thought first we could talk about a little bit of history about the pin relays and why they're so important. Well, and you, I have no clue why they this became the big thing that it is. So a little information for myself and for the listeners would do us a little bit of background information to understand why it is so important. Well, absolutely. So fun fact, first of all, it is the oldest and the largest track and field competition in the U.S. And do you think they just wanted to go big or go home with their first one ever? <laughs> like the biggest one ever? I mean, maybe so. Maybe. If it's the oldest and the largest, they're like... Well, do you think they got to the point then they were like, Okay, guys, this was just a little too big. Let's let's get it get it together now. Well, I think they every year have like had to increase the amount of hours that the pin relays go on. Because now I think the pin relays start on Wednesday and they don't end until Saturday night. So... That's a long time to be watching track and field. And I love it, but that's a long time. And I thought we tailgated early for football <laughs> games. That I mean, that's just ridiculous. I mean, you'd have to start tailgating the Saturday before. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> so it attracts about 15, upwards of 15,000 athletes every year. And think about all the spectators. So last year alone, it attracted 54,000 viewers on Saturday 
alone. Is that 54,000 in the stadium? In the stadium see? at one That's time. That's not telling how many people watched it, who had access to it, watched it online. Right, exactly. And so throughout the four days, um, it usually attracts about 100,000 viewers in-house. 100,000 people for track and field. So just think about that in comparison to Jordan Hare. So that's more people than would fit in our stadium for a track and field event. This is big, people. And this is why it's important to value other programs besides Auburn football, everybody. Just track and field. They deserve the attention, too, because they have big things, too. Not many of them, let's be honest. Shut up. But lots lots of uh, good things to really appreciate with track and field. So a couple more things that I want to tell you about, Kyle, because I don't think you know these fun facts. So in 2000, goodness gracious, Jessica, in 1910... So, 108 years ago, the Relay Racing Code was created. So, this was, this is the area within the track that you can pass a baton. So, it was created the 20-foot area in front of the starting line, where in 1910, it was the touch-off. And they actually touched off legs between runners to where a relay would happen. So, eventually, the baton was added um, in 1913, but they... They first did their legs. They'd tap each other with their legs, and then the other runner would run. That seems a little dangerous. Well, probably. But think back in 1910, people probably didn't run as fast as they do now. I mean, that's true. But still, that's that's kind of a... Uh, I can just see that ending very poorly for me. Yes, I'm, I'm sure that would. <laughs> and you too. But it is cool to think that, I mean, literally 105 years ago, the baton was added. That's I, I didn't realize it was that long ago. It seems like the baton would be added, I don't know, like in the 60s. Yeah, it's, I mean, you don't see... Just to throw a different comparison here, you know, you look at old football stills and they're wearing the leather helmets when they actually started wearing them, but they didn't have the face mask until later on. So you would think something is essential that we think is essential now might have had a later start date for it because of the people understanding, hey, maybe we shouldn't hit each other in the legs. (laughs) Absolutely. It's a genius idea. I guess it only took them three years to realize let's not kick each other. How many people breaking like their teeth falling on the asphalt do you think like... (laughs) Or breaking their legs because somebody stepped on them too hard. Yeah, you know. So um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was is the big ring, the plaque that we saw our athletes holding. The oh, picture, right, yeah. the big circle. So it's it's called the plaque, and it was first given out in 1929. They first came up with this. So do you know what's on the plaque? Because I didn't know, and this is really funny to me. Nah, I'm not sure that I know this one. Okay, well, it has Ben Franklin. Sitting in his library chair, talking to four naked runners. Say that again. (laughs) Ben Franklin, sitting in a chair, talking to four naked runners. The final runner in there is holding the baton. Now, I know Saturday Night Live has been around for quite some time, (laughs) but this just sounds like a sketch they would have done even back in 1929. I'm just not understanding, because in the plaque, Ben Franklin's clothed. Why are the runners not clothed? Why are they naked? Do they run naked back then? Wind resistance? I don't know. I just feel like that's dangerous. I think if you fall on the track, then there's a lot of parts that could be injured. Slightly inappropriate, too. Well, maybe back in the 1900s, they didn't care about that. Well, you know. So, so that was just, that was interesting to me as to that's what's on Thank the Thank you for opening my eyes to the weird world of track and field. There you go. So now onto the results, the most exciting part. Which there are some really big things that happened for us at the Penn Relays this year. Absolutely. So we're going to start with the best thing that happened probably. But we got to go out with a bang. We got to start with the gold. 
So the women's 4x100 meters. This team was made up of Renee Shaw, who's a freshman, Janelle Smith, Dominique Bullock, both seniors, and Natalia White, who's a sophomore, and they won. They got gold in the 4x1 with a time of 44.14 seconds. Now, there are some other good things that happened we're going to talk about in a second, but this was probably the big thing. When you think of the pin relays, you think of the relays. Relays. And so Auburn winning one for the men or the women, and in this case, the women, is huge. Some very familiar names here, Janelle Smith. Uh, Dominique Bullock and Ty White. Re- remind me, I, d- I think we've talked about Renee Shaw before, but I just don't remember her name. Don't she is rec- a freshman. So. I don't recall hearing her very often this this season. Yeah. So how amazing that first year at the pin relays as a collegiate athlete and you get a gold. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And then look at Natalia White. I'm assuming since the order you wrote it in is probably the order that they ran it in. So Absolutely. you have your strongest runner, and that's very clear as we've seen her do yep. in other Indoor and outdoor events, her doing some very impressive things. You would want to have your best at the end there. And I am really disappointed. I can't find this race anywhere online right now. I have looked. I have searched. I want to watch this race because, you know, being the 4 by 100 meter, it's just one lap around the track and there's four runners. It is the fastest event. You know it was insane. And you know that the second place team had to be right on their tail. So I would love to see that event. Yeah, it would have been really cool to see that one. Yeah. So next we had another good win. Um, We had the women's javelin throw. We had Kylie Carter, who's a junior, and she won. She got gold as well with a school record throw of 54.78 meters, which comes out to 179 feet, 8 inches. That is a very long throw. And this was probably one of those that kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, I'm sure Kylie's been doing great this year. I can't recall. I'm just being honest here. But her to come out and win gold in the women's javelin throw for us was just like icing on the cake after the women already got the four by Absolutely, but and not just win gold, to get the school record. Mm-hmm. So think about this, the Auburn school records, if I I've been looking back at some of them, some of these records haven't been broken since like 1993. And that's really funny because I feel like we talk about school records being broken at least not once a podcast, but at least I mean, once maybe a season, once a season or maybe a little bit more than that. Yeah, absolutely. So that's just really cool. And what a way to really put her name in the Auburn history forever. Now, I am going to steal the next one from you. I know you love to talk about your relays, but, you know, I think a man should, you know, talk about okay. the men's four. You go ahead, man. The four by 400. So the best event. Four times around the track here. We got second place, so a silver medal. Obviously not the gold that the ladies got, but all the same, placing on a stage like that is something to be super excited about with Coach Ralph Spry and these Tigers with a time of three minutes, 3.52 seconds. Your team consisted of Joshua Burks, Akeem Bloomfield, Chison, I'm sorry, Chison, Ting Chang, I can't say that properly, I'm so sorry, Nathan Allen. Uh, they had the fastest qualifying time finishing uh, for the prelims with a time of three minutes, 7.72 seconds. So they cut off four at least four seconds. 4.2 seconds. So that is kind of interesting to me. So they had the fastest qualifying time right. for finals. But then, and and beat their their prelim time by 4.2 seconds, which is huge. That's more than a second per runner, mm-hmm. which is a big deal. It doesn't sound like a big deal to y'all, but it's a big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal. <laughs> and, but then some other team just came out and competed just as well so do you think that in the prelim someone probably kind of cut it back once they realized they were going to qualify thus kind of pushing Auburn to the front that's exactly what I'm thinking happened 
Either way, it propelled Auburn to the finals and to get them a silver medal, which is huge. The 10th fastest time in Auburn history and a season best for our Tigers so far this season. Awesome. All right, another men's event for the long jump. Mark Rubicalba, uh, a junior, won a bronze medal, so third place with a jump of 7.25 meters or 23 feet 9.5 inches. So we've gotten accustomed to hearing Mark before. Nice to see him getting us a medal at the relays as well. Absolutely. And continuing on with the medals, we had Jaquela Hand winning a bronze medal in the women's triple jump. She jumped 12.88 meters or 42 feet, nine and a half inches. So lots of, I mean, honestly, we've seen a lot of medals for the field events. Yes, which is, you know, shocking. I, I saw a switch, Jessica, a couple of meets ago where it seemed like all we were talking about was placings and running, especially in, in indoor. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, we get to outdoor, and it's just like the field people, okay, now we're going to perform. And maybe you're right that, you know, maybe this is more their, this is their game. This is where they do the best in the field events is right. outside. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. So next, let's talk about the men's 100 meter. We all know who we're about to talk about. Raheem Chambers, our star 100 meter runner. He won the event, got the gold medal with a time of 10.22, which is just two one hundredths shy of his collegiate best. So not a PR, but still a fantastic run for him. Um, he's actually the fourth sprinter in Auburn history, Auburn men history, excuse me, to win the 100 meters at the at the pin relays. And he's the first since Olympian Kobe Miller won in 1999 with the exact same time of 10.22 seconds. If it's not Akeem Bloomfield, it's a Raheem Chambers that we're talking about when yep. it comes to sprints. And this is not a surprise at all. If you had told me if I had to pick two events that we're going to win, it would be one of the relays and it would have been a sprinter like uh, Raheem Chambers or even an Italian White. I didn't know if she was going to yeah. run in a sprint by herself or something like that. So those are not surprising here. But this is a very impressive turn. I know we got one more here to talk about, but I'm just so impressed with what we have done at the pin relays so far. So we have something really good to round out with in the men's javelin throw. Justin Carter claiming a gold with a personal best six, uh, excuse me, 67.25 meters or 220 feet, seven inches. That is a gold. So let, let's go, let's go back here, Jessica, and talk about okay. this. We have got us a gold, right? We've got a gold in the four by 100. Uh-huh. We've got a, another gold. gold. We've got a silver, is that in a bronze, another bronze, and a another gold, and another gold. So we have four golds, two silvers, and a bronze medal at the pin. That is impressive. That's super impressive. Can you imagine? I would have never guessed that Auburn would have come out that good. On oh, the stage. ye of little faith. It's this not, is a great team. But when you think of the pin relays, you think the best of the best are going to be this. This is. This, this is. And this shows you. We are the best of the best. I, I have full faith now that I've seen what we can do at the pin release. Hopefully, they can do that when it comes to when it counts in the national champions. But Absolutely. We do have a little bit more to talk about here, and I can kind of round us out. We sent a little bit of the team over to the LSU Invitational in, at Baton Rouge. You know I hate this, Jessica, when we split yeah, the teams up. It makes no too. sense. But it does seem, not to take anything away from the competitors at LSU, that we sent our best to the pin relays, which makes sense. But we do have a couple, a couple that we want to talk about. Jerron Brooks placed second in the high jump with a jump of 2.1 meters, 6 feet, 10.75 inches, if you want to do the conversion there. And then Skylar Daniels placed, uh, excuse me, almost at 11th, 4th in the high jump. 4th, not 11th, 4th. 4th, excuse me, with a jump of 1.74 meters or 5 uh, feet, 8.5 
um, inches there. So not we had a silver technically in the LSU Invitational and then only the fourth place finish, but we had a lot to celebrate from the pin relays and and the LSU and, and the LSU Invitational as well. A lot of wins. So Auburn doesn't come back till May 11th. So yeah. they've got a little break. They've got a one week break, and then Auburn travels to Knoxville, Tennessee, May 11th through the 13th at the Southeastern Conference Outdoor Championships. Yeah, it's so coming here we right, go. We are in the very end of all this. And this, if I was a good singer, this is when I'd sing. It's the final countdown. Oh my goodness! Listen, hey, who sings that? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the exciting part. Pin relays is always like that kickoff. It's a kickoff to. SEC championship, national championship, you know, all the great things coming. So I, I don't know how it could get better than this. I mean, this is the top of the top. So, Kyle, if people want to talk track and field with you, if they want to talk with a novice, where should they go? They should find me on Twitter at TigerEye24, where we can all have clueless discussions about track and field. Well, that's fair. If anybody wants to talk track and field with me, you can find me on Instagram at Illuminate88. So, Kyle, I'm excited to see that 4 by one team. That's who I'm looking for at the SEC championships. That's who I want to see again, our girls 4x1, and even that men's 4x4 team. I'm, I'm ready to watch them again compete. You know what? I have been really impressed with some of our field uh, competitors. Uh, I think who catches my eye for this next one would be Kylie Carter because of come busting onto the scene here and winning uh, the javelin throw for the women at the pin relays. I'd like to see if she can maintain that. Not maybe she, she might not win, but if she could place up in those top three or very close to it, I'd really interested to see what she could do after bursting onto the scene at the pin relays. Absolutely. We always find our way back home. That's going to do it for this episode on the E2C Network. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into our show. A couple reminders for you listeners before we head out today. If you're interested in joining the E2C Network team, make sure you give us an email at e2cnetwork at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to discuss that with you. Also, make sure you're checking out the variety of episodes on our podcast we have coming out each week, as well as our blog post on e2cnetwork.com. Specifically, make sure you're checking out Facebook Live sessions that we have called E2C Live and Auburn Fan Chat, where you, the listener, can get involved in the show and have your voice heard. If you're interested in connecting with us and giving us feedback, there are a variety of ways to do that. First, go online to iTunes and SoundCloud and Google Play. Please subscribe there and give us reviews there as well. It helps spread the show and lets us know how we're doing. If you're looking to find us on social media, you can do so at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even YouTube. Just type in E2C Network and that'll get you there. Once again, our email is E2Cnetwork at gmail.com and our website E2Cnetwork.com. And I want to thank the Auburn BCM and the Auburn Uniform Database once again. And thank you, the listeners, for tuning in each and every week. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle.